This is Upstate's HealthLink on air. Linda Cohen here with you. Well, whether we like it or not, fast food plays a role in our lives. No matter your age or your dietary preference, there are times when fries and a cheeseburger seem like your only or even your best option. Whether it's due to the low cost, your need for a splurge, or just general convenience. But that doesn't mean you should sabotage your diet. Here with more on how to navigate this world of fast food in the most healthful manner possible is Maureen Franklin. She's a registered dietitian with Upstate Medical University. Welcome, Maureen. Thanks so much for coming in. Thanks, Linda. I Thanks always for enjoy having me. talking to you. You always have so much wisdom, and this is something that I think so many listeners can relate to. I mean, fast food is everywhere. It is. Mm-hmm. And, and we're all tempted. We're all tempted, and I think there's uh, times in our lives that it's probably the only reliable source of a food choice. Uh, you know, whether you're on the thruway, you're traveling, but you know you can go to a fast food place. It tends to be a constant thing. You know, you can get a decent meal, you know, price-wise. Um, and they're usually always available wherever we go. So I think it is something that people need to learn, as you said, to navigate. And to do so intelligently or he- right. healthfully. Healthfully, So let's right. talk about how you navigate these menus. And I thought I'd start with just asking you, let's talk about portion because portion has had gotten a lot of um press of late i mean there was a whole movie about supersize me mm-hmm. that kind of thing and that's been something that has really caught i think the attention of the american population so let's talk about that i'm glad it's caught the attention because i think it's something that we always need to look at um you know we can look back 20 years and we can see what the size of things were 20 years ago compared to now and it has supersized so i think people need to be aware of that but I think sometimes we've gotten so used to it, we don't tend to think about it. Uh, Sodas is one of the things I always use as an example. You know, what was an average eight ounces is now an average is 24 ounces, or even if you're drinking a glass of juice. So I think you need to look at that. Um, And the way some of the companies are trying to market things is the larger, the bigger is cheaper. So I think consumers need to be aware of that. Like, oh, just because I'm getting this for only a dollar more, what am I getting? Am I getting all that soda? Am I getting all that fat? And you might want to also just pay attention to words like double or extra, you know, a double cheeseburger, extra cheesy, whatever. That's right. Because that's really, those are the clues. Those are the clues, definitely, in terms of it. Or just that they supersized it for you, and because it was a deal, look at that word. What are they supersizing I mean, you you might even order a kid-sized portion at times. That's right. I mean, which could be sufficient... For your Definitely appetite. for your appetite at that point. So how about sauces? Because to me, that's always a trick. I mean, over the years, I remember talking with you many, many times about the fact that you can think you're eating something really healthy. You're getting cut vegetables or you're getting a, a lovely salad, but then you dunk on or you throw on the All dressing. that, yes. What are you doing with that dressing? How much of that dressing? You know, what's the serving size of that dressing? Are you using the whole packet? Are you using a quarter of it? Dressings, there's, a, there's options for lower fat, but again, I think that's a choice we have to think about. Are you getting a low-fat dressing? Are you just getting the Italian, and you think it's low-calorie, and you don't even think about it, and you could be putting 200 calories on that? Um, you know, dips, uh, dipping something, your raw vegetables in a dip. Well, do you really need that? Could you dip it in a low-fat dressing? Could you find salsa at a restaurant? Those kinds of things. Yeah, Those so add up. Give me a couple of tips then about the kind of lower-fat things. Like I, I read somewhere, like for example, even an avocado, which has fat, it's supposedly the good fat. It's the good fat. But some of the other things that you could use, you mentioned salsa. What salsa, else? Salsa, you could use pepper. Um, you could use for just for spices to spice things well, up no, a little bit. Well, no, I mean, bit. if you wanted a dip. You mean like a dip? Oh, I would think like a low-calorie type. Um, if there's a lower-calorie vinaigrette, if there's a lower-calorie 
Italian if there's a lower calorie ranch. That's where you could be able to use that for that taste that you want, but you're not going to get that high calorie. Right. So how about fried things? Because it seems to me that that's always, you know, attractive. They taste delicious, Mm -hmm. but you're really getting a lot more calories than... Uh, it's equivalent if it were baked, for baked. example. Or grilled is probably the, the definition to look for, like a grilled chicken sandwich, a grilled type of meat, instead of the, the typical fried things. Um, it's like the difference if you go and pick baked chips versus potato chips. There's going to be a difference in terms of the fat content. The same thing happens when you're getting a fried item. You know that onion rings are fried, um, but if you get raw onions on your hamburger... That's a great, better choice than fried things. So look for the grill. Look for those kinds of things in terms of And don't be afraid to ask questions. I think that's important. I think as consumers, we need to find out, what are you giving me? What can I get? And what changes can I make? And, and someone pointed out to me that even terms like when they describe food, like you do want to avoid things that are breaded or things that are crunchy or creamy. Crispy. What's it crispy with? It has to be crispy. It has to have a breading. And then that breading probably is more than likely fried instead of a grilled chicken sandwich, those kinds of things. And we know that that really can... I mean, over time is is going to raise your, your cholesterol, your LDL... You know, and eventually that that kind of fatty food oh, definitely can because really we're looking at a health yeah major at, health problem. We're looking at a fat content, and then we're looking at okay, where was that fat coming from? Is it from um, a high saturated fat? Um, it's probably not coming from an olive oil or a canola oil. It's probably coming from a, a higher source of saturated. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Upstate's HealthLink on air. I'm Linda Cohen along with registered dietitian Maureen Franklin. We're talking about how to make eating fast food a healthier experience. Now, a few minutes before, you mentioned soda. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about your drinks because besides them being supersized, is soda the best alternative? And if so, is is there within the category of soda something like what is diet soda? Does diet soda help you? Well, diet soda would help you if you're looking at your caloric intake. You know, the difference is between 300 calories versus 10 in terms of a diet soda. So again, personal preferences. Some people don't like diet soda. The best alternative is always water. There's always a low-fat milk option, which I think is great for people for their calcium intake in terms of it. Juices, again, you want to be careful with the size of the juice, and maybe you can order the kids' juice box size, so that's going to be a contained amount in terms of calories and portions. Um, Soda is just something, again, it tends to come with a lot of the meals that we tend not to think about it. So again, ask, can I have water instead? Could I switch and get a small milk instead? Why not ask? Um, I think that's an important thing to see. We're paying for it. Get what you want. So actually what I'm hearing is that you want to kind of think about it before you actually go into a fast food restaurant. You want to, in a way, be prepared in some Always. way. <clears throat> and there are applications, websites, mobile apps that can, I mean, I think that some of these fast food places actually post nutrition information on oh, their websites tons. and their mobile apps. So you could scan the nutrition facts and try to make healthier decisions, but what should you be looking for? In other words, do you think people should mostly be looking at calories? Should they be looking at fat, trans fats, saturated fat? I mean, what what do you see as a registered dietitian are the most important things to be looking out for? Um, I think it's going to depend on each person's own, you know, medical situation and where they are in terms of their health status. But I think an easy thing is always to look for is calories. How can I get 
the most nutritional benefit with probably the least amount of calories. Um, so calories is one thing. Fats is always going to be an issue. So again, you, you're never going to get away from fats in fast food places. But if you can get, again, the lower amount, I think that would be important. Some For some individuals, probably looking at your sodium content, very important. That's a really difficult one because, again, the fat could be lower on some, but then the sodium might be high. But I think sodium is a big issue in terms of looking at. I always like people to look for um, how much are you getting as far as a protein. Are you getting some protein in that meat sandwich or that grilled chicken, and how much are you getting? And as you said, they do have the information out there. It's just us taking the time to say, what do I usually get at that fast food place, and how could I improve it? And, wow, this is what I'm getting, not realizing. Some people just order automatically and don't think about it. So it's that planning aspect. This is what I used to get. How could I change it for a healthier option? So I think the calories, try and keep them under 500. Sodium, as I say, is tough. And, you know, you can look at most of a, a quick, easy meal is probably 1,000 milligrams of sodium. What do you, so what do you recommend? Well, if you meal? can keep it under 800, 900, would probably be great. But, again, that's a difficult one, and you'd have to do some investigation to look at it and say, what am I getting What's here? the daily acceptable amount, or what, what do you, what's a good target uh, for sodium to, they, intake? Basically, the re- recommendations are probably 2,500 to 3,000 in terms of in terms of total milligrams. Um, again, as a population, we tend to do more than that. So it's looking at what am I doing? Um, people don't taste that. It doesn't taste like, a, you know. It's a, hidden many it's times. It's hidden, and, and we it's get that, so used to it. Right, and you don't think it's salty. That's right. You don't think it's salty at all, and then, but yet you may end up finding yourself very thirsty. Thirsty and then, afterwards, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You're, drinking, you're drinking that big tall supersized you know soft drink or you're having those fries that don't seem you didn't put any extra salt on it but you don't realize there's already sodium in that and that hamburger on the bun doesn't taste salty but there's already sodium in that so some of these new some of these places are now offering healthier options let's do a very quick overview of what you think of in other words do you do veggie burger? Do you skip the bun? Do you not have the cheese? What? Give us some ideas um, overall. Well, a quick, easy one I like to think of is, again, it's a fast food. It's a basic one. A hamburger on a bun, all right? You can get side salads now. Look for a low-fat type of dressing. Uh, some of the companies are offering, uh, for kids, they're offering apple slices or they're offering smaller yogurt choices, and uh, those are great choices in terms of it. Or you can go towards the grilled salad or the grilled sandwich in terms of it. But, again, be aware of what else you're ordering in it. Just if you think you're doing great because you got the grilled chicken, but then you get the 24-ounce soda, you want to look at that in terms of it. And and how do you approach that? Again, I think it's that planning aspect, going and knowing in, if I go to this place, this is my go-to food. How can I change that? Um, how, how can I make it better in terms of what I used to do? So in your experience as a registered dietitian, you counsel people and you've mm-hmm. seen this kind of thing. Do you think that people the people that you work with who actually frequent fast food restaurants, are they open to the idea of making these kinds of changes? What's your experience with Well, that? I think as we educate people more, they're becoming more open. And I think as the world is evolving in terms of the apps and the information that's available to us, I think if we keep pressing that, that's my issue of saying, okay, if you're going to do that, Look at what you're doing. Look up that app. Find out what it is. Look at the fat because it surprises people, and it's kind of a, you know, whoa, wake, ooh, up call. wake up call. And then they say, oh, whoa, I didn't realize it. You know, if their issue was sodium, they can just look at one thing and say, I'm concerned about the sodium. Wow, I didn't know I was getting that. So I think it's difficult as people because, again, we get into our routines. We don't think. So it's taking the time to think, plan, 
and make some good realistic changes. And how about on the side of the actual companies? Do you think that, I mean, what's your perspective now? You've watched this over time as a registered dietitian, and you do see that they're offering some of these new things, but, you know, sometimes they're also hidden things even in these so-called healthier things. That's you know, right. They give you a cup of coffee and they put in, they say, would you like cream and sugar? And if you let them put in the cream and sugar, it could be... It could be enormous. It right. could be like a right. touch of coffee right. with all that cream and sugar. Right. So, so I think I think they're trying. I think they're going towards consumer demands in terms of, you know, um, antibiotic-free chicken and, you know, getting rid of additives and preservatives. But again, a buyer beware. What is the alternative of what they're putting in? Are they putting tons of sugar in and you're still getting a carbohydrate source? Are they adding salt because they took the fat out? What are they What are they trading for that? So I think as consumers, that's what we need to look at. Why are we going towards that product? Is it because we think, oh, great, it's a, um, additive-free, but what am I actually getting out of that product? Yeah. And I think it's, 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 it's up to the consumers. The companies are out there, they're giving us the information, but we have to use it. And I think that's an important thing. Use it because there's great information out there. Yeah, great information, but this, I think underscoring that or underlying it has to do with the motivation. I mean, the you bottom line is this fatty stuff tastes terrific. terrific. This fatty, salty food <laughs> is cheap and tastes terrific. Right. So it's really, in a way, it's a little bit of an uphill battle. It is. And, and then you have to look at how often you go to a fast food places. Maybe you don't go to it all that often. And if that's it, then you've made that conscious choice to say, I'm going to have this food. I know it's probably not the healthiest, but I don't do this. But if you do go to fast food places all the time, I think that's even more important to look at what am I doing on a regular basis and how can I make one or two small changes for my health. I think that's great advice. You always have great advice. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you so much. My guest has been Maureen Franklin. She's a registered dietitian at Upstate Medical University, and we've been talking about navigating the very attractive but potentially dangerous world of fast food. I'm Linda Cohen, and you're listening to Upstate's HealthLink on air.